Hey, Fletch, a podcast that will equip, coach, and lead those who lead and manage the church. Dr. David Fletcher, also known as Fletch, passion is to hone church leaders in executive roles. Fletch is a pastor for 35 years and loves the local church. He runs spastor.org and receives hundreds of thousands of visits each year and is also featured on Christianity Today's website, managingyourchurch.com. From around the globe, people tune in on Fletch's warm and sound advice. He's a friend and church doctor, bringing an objective perspective, broad knowledge, and vast experience. Listen in to this podcast as Fletch sets to answer questions submitted by you and asked by me. Tim Samuel. Hey, Fletch. Are there any limits to the questions we can ask in a reference call? I asked because I used to work for a parachurch organization and was involved in hiring a few times. One of my supervisors used to say that he gets around any illegal questions by asking the references those questions because everything is free game with a reference. I wanted to check and see if that was correct. Well, let's just start with the bottom line. No, that's not correct. <laughs> with a reference call, the, the, the quote, everything is free game, is just incorrect. That's not true. You have to be very careful when talking with references, and you have to ask the same kind of questions that fulfill the, the legal qualifications. It is not open season with a reference call. I went online and found a great page. You can go to the balanced, or excuse me, the balanced careers, and that you can also find a link to that on XPastor. And it had some good uh, questions. So here, let me just give a few of them, Tim, and see if they resonate. Because really, that you can ask so many quality legal questions. When did blank come to work for your company? Can you confirm the starting and ending employment dates? When did he or she leave the company? And those are kind of the standard ones that you'd think of. What was his position? Uh, can you describe her job responsibilities? Um, and then I like this next one. Can I briefly review the person's resume? Does the job title and description match the position that the person held? I did a reference call one time and, and the person said, hey, uh, was Susie or Bill or whatever on your staff? Yeah. And was this their title there? No. Oh, well. It just kind of changed it. Wow. And then I like this next question's legal. They don't have to answer it. Why did they leave the company? Then what was the starting and ending salary? Um, did the person miss a lot of work? Were they late? Were there issues that impacted job performance? I like that one, issues that impacted job performance. Did they get along well with management and coworkers? Can you describe the person's experience working as a member of the team? Did they prefer to work on a team or independently? So we need to remember that when it, when it comes to non-pastors, all the legal issues apply. When it comes to pastors, you essentially can ask any question, and really you should. I was dealing with a church recently and they had a pastor with a, a moral issue that started when they were a minor and the police were never involved. But I said to the church, hey, if you get a reference call on this person, you're going to have to decide 
what kind of answer you're going to give them. Because if you withhold information and they're going to work with a child, you could be liable for whatever that person does or a, a degree of liability. Tim, does that make sense to you and what you've been involved in? Yeah, that's a, a really good uh, list right there. I really like the, um, can you describe the job responsibilities? Because a lot of times now I feel that um, employers are just giving you the start and end date. And so this is a non-judgmental, you're not assessing opinion on that person. It's purely like, hey, what the facts are. So I'm copying that down and hoping to ask that or suggest for the team to ask that. Because it's really just saying, hey, what was the position and what, what did they, he or she do? And being a church, I think it would even be fair to ask, uh, would you have any reservations or should I talk to the candidate further? Uh, because we are a church and there are minors involved. Do you have any concerns about this person working near minors? No, that's another great question. I don't think there's any court that's going to take you to task for that in light of the massive problems in the United States today. That's great advice, Doc. Thanks for tuning in. You got a question for Fletch? Go to expasser.org. On the top of the page, hit the button Contact Fletch. He'll be sure to give you a response. And hey, your question might end up on the next podcast. Hey, Fletch, do you have any thoughts on putting security cameras in children's ministry classrooms? If this is something you recommend, do you have any recommendations as to companies to get quotes? Our first shot at quote was almost 70 grand. Well, Tim, here we are. I didn't orchestrate this, but here's another question that's coming straight out of my next book, Predators in the Church. In, in our recording time today, we've had many questions uh, out of my last book, which was Smart Money for Church Salaries, that's available on Pastor. We are going to be doing workshops around the country on the Predators theme, that's on the Pastor site. So yes, I have an opinion, unfortunately, on this topic, and security cameras are a good idea, and their cost has come down a great deal in the last few years. I do include in my book, Predators in the Church, a story from a church near Sutherland Springs, where one of my friends is a pastor, and they had just started monitoring with video cameras for the first time in their church and in their church parking lot, which I've never heard of someone monitoring the church parking lot. And they saw Devin Kelly come into their drive into their church parking lot. He apparently saw the sheriff's van that is parked there on Sunday mornings. I don't think he saw the, the video camera, but he could have. He looked around, stayed in his car, and he drove out of the parking lot and drove to First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs and then killed 26 people. So I'm a fan of video cameras in the parking lot and a van, fan of video cameras in the church. So the problem is there's so many variables. I can't give you a good cost just because of location and the size of your campus. Do you need 10 cameras, 50 cameras, how much storage? I'd suggest you get at least two bids and I'd be happiest with three bids. Compare what you get in terms of equipment, installation, and how long you can retain the videos in storage. I would say the storage should be on the cloud 
and also on your site so you can easily retrieve it or perhaps you can store you know things after 90 days on your own site predators hate efforts in deterrence they don't want to get caught so all you can do to demonstrate that you're watching is a good thing signs placards the camera themselves and video cameras though are just one part of church security Predators are smart, and they'll try to figure out if they're being monitored and where the gaps are. So it, that's just a starter answer for a very complicated question. Yeah, that's great words of advice. One of my learning um, points on this is when you purchase a security system, we got hit with a five-year contract that was uh, maintenance, and that number was astronomical. So just be aware of the fine print of their saying, hey, this maintenance cost, the more, there are many different aspects of a security system. Um, and so I would just dive into that and to say, hey, what, just don't believe, oh, this is our cloud storage. There's a, I guess salesmen are always uh, quick and slick. So when you're looking for a new security camera system, make sure you understand exactly what's important of it. Because sometimes they try to put in fire with it. They try to put in uh, cloud um, sources, then they start uh, selling you with apps. And once you say, oh, it sounds good, the next question I highly advise you to ask is what is your tech support and how do you get um, that? A lot of times I've learned they're in conflict of what your IT department sets up. So you have to have this three-way dance of, hey, what does the IT say? What does the security say? And what do your people want? And so another good question is maybe even during the interview process is have all three of them at the table to ask the right questions. Um, because a lot of times we could pay a lot of money for stuff that is not even being monitoring or working. And so it is a high cost, but you gotta have the right people at the table to um, be able to pull something like this off. I would not have thought that there would have been a maintenance contract. Yeah, I didn't, um, yeah, looking back, I had another uh, teammate at the time and it wasn't, um, Basically, it was missed, and um, it's really detrimental right now um, to the church, and we're, we're trying to figure out how to get out of it, um, but it's really, that's on us, and so that cost is significant over the years. I was like, hey, I could have paid for a brand new system, um, and so you may want to consider just fixing a camera at a time than paying for a maintenance cost um, for your camera system, so just... I will uh, take your yeah, time. I, think be much um, I mean, the first three to five years of that technical equipment is generally not the time when you have problems. It's after five years. Yeah, you you nailed it. And so I'm just sharing some of my <laughs> learning. Yeah, pain. I, I know. I'm I, it's good. I won't uh, blast the company, um, but there are now, especially nowadays, when um, recently we put it out to bid, even though we can't get out of the contract because I just wanted to see what's out there. There are a lot of companies out there now. Um, I would suggest, hey, go to um, some of your local buildings and see if you could read the companies that are um, supporting them. There are much more smaller businesses that entered. And for many churches, that is actually probably the way to go because you need a more custom service than being put in a queue um, of a large company for a ticketing system. Not saying larger companies aren't the best, but sometimes personalization to what you need is needed more because... Um, a church, a small church is not going to have the time to be able to deal with a large organization and their protocol just to get something fixed. Thank you so much for uh, this wisdom, Dr. Fletcher. 
From around the globe, you tuned in on Fletch's warm and sound advice. He's a friend and church doctor, bringing an objective perspective, broad knowledge, and vast experience. Hey, don't forget, submit your question on expastor.org. Your question will get a personal reply from Fletch. So email us a question by visiting expastor.org.